there's a synapse that happens in our brain and the synapse helps connect information from one place in the brain to another for everything from remembering to paying attention to moving our muscles. But the more we think those thoughts, the more those synapses really kind of make little roads in our brain, it becomes like ruts in a road. If you've ever been driving down and it's a well-worn road, it's this rut and you almost can't avoid driving in that rut. But when you start meditating and changing what you're focused on, you actually create new pathways in the brain and those ruts become less entrenched. And you now create these new ruts that are in line with what God says. there. I'm Amy Connell. Welcome to Graced Health, the podcast for women who want simple and grace-filled ways to take care of themselves and enjoy a little chocolate in the process. I'm a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach who wants you to know your eating, movement, and body don't have to be perfect. You just need to be able to do what you're called to do. One thing you may have heard repeatedly from several guests on this podcast is meditation. Dr. Richard Harris, who's been on the show twice, both in season nine, talking about gut microbiome, and in season 10, speaking about cognition is a huge proponent of it and taught us that it can really assist particularly in those two areas, but of course, other areas as well. I've been trying, trying is the operative word, trying to get in the habit of practicing it. It's, it's kind of like, Making food choices for a lot of people, we most of us know we will just simply feel better when we eat our vegetables and quality food, but that doesn't mean we always do it. So that's kind of like my experience. Personally, I can tell a huge difference in my mind, my alertness when I do, but that doesn't mean it happens every day. I know for some Christians, there's a hesitancy to participate in in meditation, and many think it's just kind of too new age or woo-woo or choose your own word. That's why I'm thrilled to bring back Dr. Michelle Bankson to discuss meditation from a Christian perspective. Dr. Bankson is an international speaker, national and international media resource on mental health, and the author of three best-selling award-winning books, Hope Prevails, Insights from a Doctor's Personal Journey Through Depression, Hope Prevails, Bible Study, and then the 2020 Golden Scroll Book of the Year, Breaking Anxiety's Grip, How to Reclaim the Peace God Promises. She's been a neuropsychologist in private practice for more than 20 years. She knows pain and despair firsthand and combines her professional expertise and personal experience with her faith to address her patients' issues, both for those who suffer and for the ones who care for them. If you'd like to hear a little bit more from Dr. Michelle on the Grace Health podcast, go back to season four, where I have both, uh, I think the first two episodes are with her and um, they are a crowd favorite. I will just say that. Now, before we bring on Dr. Michelle, I want to remind you of the resources page over at gracedhealth.com slash resources. Whether you're looking for food, fitness, or faith-based support, 
I have you covered. You'll find a 14-day devotional, on-the-go protein-powered breakfast, and how to enjoy shame-free health by breaking eight rules. And then there's also my latest workout offering, Squat-Free Strong Legs. Again, those that's over at gracedhealth.com slash resources. Okay, let's bring on Dr. Michelle. Dr. Michelle, I'm so glad you are back here on the Graced Health Podcast. Welcome. Thanks so much. It's always a pleasure to be with you and your audience. Well, it's funny. You and I were talking that it has been a really long time since we've talked. I mean, we met about a year and a half ago and really connected and uh, guested on each other's shows. And here we are like close to a year and a half after that. <laughs> it's funny how fast time goes, isn't it? It is. It is. And I've loved catching up. We spent a f- couple minutes ahead of time just talking about our kids and life paths. And it's just amazing how much... Um, what, how much to catch up on over the last year. (laughs) Um, Well, I want to, I'm so glad that you are here. Um, I have introduced you before we came on the show. um, And as you and everybody else knows, you're a neuropsychologist. And I think that you are just the person who um, can answer a lot of the questions that uh, me and my community may have regarding meditation. Um, so just a little bit of a backstory. I have this book that I've been working on since really since COVID hit and it's coming out in November. I, you, as you know, because you have several books, you go through several iterations of editing and I've actually employed the help of, of two different editors, both of whom have been uh, really helpful and are definitely earning their money. <laughs> but one of them, um, in one of the chapters, I talk some about self-care and about how it's important to take care of ourselves um, just as we take care of others. Because I think most women are really quick to uh, help others, but sometimes we forget to help ourselves as well and, and to really nourish ourselves. And as I was writing, the editor, uh, or as the editor was responding to some of the comments, she said, you know, just so you know, some of your community or some of your readers may really feel like meditation is a little too new agey. And I think she's right. I think she made a really good point. So I kind of tried to go into that a little bit more in detail in the book. But what I thought might be really helpful is to have a conversation where we can overlay the science behind meditation and our faith, because it actually is not new agey. (laughs) So let's start here. Let's start with, um, as a neuropsychologist, how would you define meditation? Christian meditation. I think we have to first make a distinction. Okay. There is such a thing as new age meditation, but Christian meditation is focused and repeated attention to truth or the words in the Bible. Where new age meditation comes is there's a tendency there to first believe that you have to empty your mind. And that can be a dangerous place because God tells us in his word to be alert and sober minded. So there's a difference between emptying our mind, which can really be Satan's playground versus Christian meditation, which is not emptying our mind. It is filling our mind and giving focused attention to what God has said. Okay. All right. Well, that is, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, 
I'm just, I'm, I'm actually, so, you know, it's funny because I have been the what the part of the process that I've been doing has been a little bit of the emptying of the mind. Um, but then what I have been working on is like focusing on a few words, you know, that either Jesus has said or that I've read in the Bible, you know, or something like that. And so I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to put all of that together. I'm processing that. And I'm not a very good, I'm an internal processor. So I, it, like speaking through that is, <laughs> is a little hard on the go, um, <laughs> but no, but that is good. And I love how you refocus us to making sure that we are filling that up with, you know, with the Christian meditation, with, by with, with God, with his word. Let's talk a little bit about some of the benefits that you see as, of, uh, as a neuropsychologist from the science, because I've had multiple guests on and a lot of them really do promote meditation. And it is kind of, it's kind of a scary word. It's a really hard thing to do, uh, but I'll spare you the benefits that I've seen, uh, but I would love to hear what you feel as a professional, as um, some of the some of the benefits. What we focus on grows. So if we are focusing on beliefs that we have that are faulty beliefs, the more we focus on those faulty beliefs, the more they become entrenched in our brain. They are automatic patterns of thought. And so, for example, if you have somewhere in your life begun to listen and believe the lie that you're unlovable, you will continue to focus on that. And then you will look for experiences that validate that. But if we take the time to recognize what are we focusing on and is that consistent with what God says, then we can actually replace the lies and faulty beliefs with the truth of God's word. But the problem, Amy, is that we cannot replace faulty beliefs with truth if we've not spent time in God's word and learned it. No, Jesus said, I have to go because if I don't go, you can't have the Holy Spirit with you all the time. And the Holy Spirit is the one who reminds us of all truth. But the key word there is reminds us. If we've not already spent time in God's word, thinking about God's word, attempting to memorize God's word, the Holy Spirit can't remind us of what we haven't already been exposed to. And so here's the difference between how I view Christian meditation and that new age meditation. So often in the new age, they want you to empty your mind. So it's a blank canvas. Well, as we do that, if we're not careful, messages can come in that are not consistent with the Holy Spirit, as opposed to Christian meditation is really transforming our minds and hearts to be consistent with what God says. And some people have asked me, so is it the same as prayer? It's not technically the same as prayer, but what Christian meditation does is it's consistent with when God tells us to pray without ceasing. But prayer is often bringing our request to God, whereas meditation is listening to God speak through his word. 
Okay. Now, if someone were to want to kind of embark on this, you know, I think we all have our own ways. And I know I have different ways in different seasons of my life in digging into his word and um, hearing him. I mean, sometimes I'm doing a study. Sometimes I'm, you know, really entrenched into a plan or two on you version. Sometimes I'm just reading the Bible. Where would someone go or what would be a good step for someone to step into this and step into focusing on words? Because I have to imagine, I mean, just like scripture uh, reaches us in different ways at different times of our life, and I can read something right now and you could read the exact same thing and we might receive it totally differently. So where would be a great, where would be a, a starting point? I don't even want to say a great point, but where would be a starting point for someone to find scripture to, to meditate on or to, to kind of get the ball rolling with that. So I have two thoughts on that. One is if you've got listeners who are thinking, but how do I really know that meditation is okay? And they don't want to take my word for it or your word for it. I would do go to, go to biblehub.com or biblegateway.com or blue letter Bible and put in the search bar, meditate. Yeah. And what you'll find is verses where God tells us to meditate on his word day and night. It talks about the words of our heart and the meditations of our mind. So if you want to see what does God say about meditation, go there. Mm -hmm. But really where I would tend to start is we all know what some of our weaknesses are. For some, they feel unworthy. For others, they feel unloved. For others, they feel rejected. I would go into those same websites that I just mentioned, and I'd put that word in there, loneliness, despair, and see what verses come up. And as you start reading those verses and asking God to speak to you through his word, meditating, thinking on those verses is going to shift your perspective that you previously had on loneliness, rejection, unworthiness, unlovable, that kind of thing. That's where I would start. Start where the heart need is. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say too is what's your what's your pain point? Yeah. Where are you really where are you going to God? And I don't mean to be putting words in your mouth, but where are you going to God asking for help or where maybe only he knows and not even because you've verbalized it just because it's the, you know, those groans of the Holy spirit, right. That they talk in, in Romans eight, you know, where he knows and then find those words to speak truth into you and then, and then have those um, and to meditate on those. Is that, is that what I'm hearing you say? Exactly what I'm saying. And I, and I can give you a story from my own life. I was deathly ill on bed rest for five months. I was unable to be the doctor, unable to be the wife or the mother. And as long as I was sick, then I became depressed because this was not the life I wanted. I wasn't doing what, you know, God had called me to do. And someone had called and given me a scripture verse that just resonated. I don't know how else to describe it. It's it just kind of like, whoa, that was for me. And so I wrote it on a post-it note. And I put it on my, I think that one went on my IV pole. And then another scripture verse came up and I put that on my light switch. And then I put another one on my bathroom mirror. By the time it was all said and done, I had about a hundred post-it notes of scripture. But the key, Amy, is that every time I saw the post-it note, I repeated it out loud three times. Because scripture says, faith comes by 
by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And as I was repeating that scripture, really what I was doing was meditating on it. And it went from being head knowledge to heart knowledge. And that in large part helped me come out of that depression. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's really powerful. I mean, talk to me a little bit too about, I mean, we've, we've talked some about the head to heart and the faith, but can you give a little insight into what is actually going on in our brain when we kind of take that time and really hone in on those, on those words? Um, Because I know that they, I don't, I'm not, I'm smart enough to know that there's stuff that goes on in the brain. I'm not smart enough to know what it is. (laughs) When we have thoughts, there's a synapse that happens in our brain and the synapse helps connect information from one place in the brain to another for everything from remembering to paying attention to moving our muscles. But the more we think those thoughts, the more those synapses really kind of make little roads in our brain, it becomes like ruts in a road. If you've ever been driving down and it's a well-worn road, it's this rut and you almost can't avoid driving in that rut. But when you start meditating and changing what you're focused on, you actually create new pathways in the brain and those ruts become less entrenched. And you now create these new ruts that are in line with what God says. So if your focus is on, I'm unlovable, Nobody will ever love me. Here's why I know it. Here's what I've gone through that's proved it. You're going to continue to have that belief. But if you're spending time in God's word and meditating how he says, nothing will ever separate you from the love of God. Nothing. Not what you do. Not what you don't do. Not what other people say. Not what other people think. The more you spend time agreeing with God's word, the more that becomes that rut in your brain. (laughs) And that's a much better rut. (laughs) Yeah, that's really helpful. And I think that that's a really great visual. You know, it's funny, you talk about the rut, the visual that I get when you start talking about that is like a trail um, where, you know, when you first go by and you first create it, you know, run through something and you're whacking through all the stuff and there's just, there's nothing there. But if you go back and forth and back and forth, then you get to have a little bit more of an easier path trail. And in fact, as I'm talking about this, we have a big amphitheater hill in my neighborhood that, um, a lot of people love to run up because we live in Houston and it's super flat. So it's like, yay, elevation, there's something, (laughs) but we'll, you know, people will run up it and enough so that it's, there's like, there's like a path there's that's, I don't think that the HOA really loves that, but it's a really nice way to have some, um, an easier path to go, which is kind of what you're talking about, uh, with, with creating that. Um, wow. You, I mean, I feel like you've covered so much so quickly with all of this, where would be a good, where, and you've covered this a little bit, but, um, if someone's like, okay, well, maybe, you know, maybe I'm ready for this. Um, what would you recommend them start with? One verse, one verse, Just one scripture verse. It might be the verse that you learned in Sunday school 40 years ago, or it might be a verse that you've read on a magnet that you're like, Oh, I really like that. Or if you don't have one, ask your best friend, what's your favorite verse, but just start small. 
I think what tends to happen is sometimes we decide that we want to make a life change and we feel like we have to do everything all at once. Just take one verse. For me, when I was in that sickbed, it was Jeremiah 29, 11. I had to continue to remind myself that this didn't take God by surprise. He already knew the plans he has for me. They are good plans. He has a future and a hope for me. And as I would repeat that, the more I'd go, yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. Where I am now is not where God's taking me. This is temporary. And that would give me hope. And then as that verse started to just rattle off my tongue, then it was time to incorporate another verse for something else that I was struggling with. Yeah. So I would say, start small, but use all your senses, read it, write it, recite it. The more you can incorporate different parts of your brain, the more of an impact it will have on you. That's a really great point because I think we all do learn. I mean, I, I know I personally have a couple ways that I learn a little bit better, but um, all of the senses really does make a huge difference. You talk about writing. I'm a big writer of things. And I'm like, if I've got to, even in college, I'd have to write things down to learn them. So that's a great reminder that it doesn't just have to be sitting cross-legged, breathing in, breathing out, you know, repeating on that. It can be, you know, getting that 17 cent spiral notebook out that I use <laughs> and wow. my super cheap big pen and just, right. and writing the same thing over and over and over. Um, what are some other ways? Cause now, now you've got my creativity going because there are a lot of different ways of doing that. What other ways have you experienced or would you recommend that someone try, like if they don't like sitting, just breathing and thinking, you know, meditating on that, what's something else that might be uh, an, a way to try? It can be something as simple as on your daily walk, you're playing praise and worship music that's got scripture embedded in it. So much of our worship music is taken straight from scripture. Yeah. And that was one of the things that helped so much when I was sick, because even when I didn't feel like praising God, if I would play the praise and worship music, I would start singing. And in my singing, I was praising him, but it was reminding me of his word. For the more creative types, take that scripture verse and, and put it on a canvas and start painting around it. And as you're painting around it, thank him for what he says there. I'm not particularly creative that way, and I tend to be a perfectionist, so things like watercolor doesn't work for me. But for some people, absolutely using a creative outlet both helps them to remember it, but it also enlightens their senses, and God delights in that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really, <laughs> I'm not super creative with that kind of stuff either. And that, that reminds me of a story that you shared on the first podcast that you were on You're by the way, you're, this is your third time on the greatest health. And I don't think anyone else has been on here three times. So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, on the first one, I remember you sharing that that was one thing that really pulled you out of depression was just listening to, um, praise and worship music, even when you didn't feel like it. And it's huge because if I was not playing that praise and worship music, I, I really didn't have it within me to praise God. Yeah. And as I started to play it, what I realized is in his word, God says he inhabits the praises of his people. And when we start to praise, the enemy hates it. 
and he's going to take a hike. So the enemy who's filling our mind with lies, like you're not important, you're not worthy, you're not beautiful, all those things. When you start praising God, he can't stand it. So he's going to leave. And I wanted nothing more than to make him leave. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Because that is not a great space to be in. I think Um, I've definitely battled, battled that kind of stuff as well. What would be, um, what would be your one thing to, um, encourage someone who might be trying to start it or a little hesitant, or I don't know, do you, do you have one piece of encouragement to someone who might be new on the journey? Don't think that you have to get it perfect. Yeah. God is looking at our heart. And God's more concerned with progress over perfection. So don't feel like you've got to sit a certain way. You've got to know exactly how to pray. Read a verse and say, Lord, just teach me what you want me to learn from this verse and how to apply it. But don't worry about being perfect because your relationship with God will be experienced in a different way than someone else. Someone else might journal every day. I got plenty of friends who journal. I can't stand journaling. That doesn't mean journaling is wrong, but for me, that's not how I connect with the Lord. So your journey with him is different, but the thing is don't give up. Yeah. God is just waiting for you to enter into his presence. And he's just waiting to help you renew your mind and transform your thoughts. Amen. Okay. But I'm really surprised to hear that you don't journal because one of the things that you do on your Facebook page is I think it's every day you start with today is going to be a good day because dot, dot, dot. And then you fill it in. So to me, I'm like, that's journaling, Michelle. I don't know what you think is journaling, but it is, but, but I'm not journaling in that. Oh Lord, I had this argument with so-and-so today and it made me feel X, Y, and Z that kind of journaling. Yeah. In a way that is. And let me tell you that today is a good day post started when I was so sick and in that sick bed because I needed a reason to convince myself it was still a good day despite my circumstances. And so by focusing on his promises, I was like, okay, you're stuck in this bed, but today is still a good day because he promises his joy comes in the morning. That's a way of meditating. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, it's a truth. I'm going to accept it. I may not feel it, but I'm going to choose to believe it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, I, I, yeah, I would say that it's somewhat of a, it's a type of journaling. (laughs) It's more than I do. (laughs) Okay. I have a couple questions that I have been asking all of my guests. I think I started this after you came on, um, that are totally different. So one of them is I'm fascinated by tattoos. Uh, I found that oftentimes when people decide to put something on their body permanently, they have a you know, they might have a story or a meaning behind it. So I was wondering if you had any tattoos, if you would be willing to share uh, what it is and, and a meaning or story behind it. And if not, if you had to get one, where would it go and what would it be? I do not have a tattoo, but if I was going to get one, I probably would get two and not just one. And one would be a cross to remind and me 
that there is power in the cross and there is power in Jesus's name and there is power in the blood. But the other one would be a semicolon because to me, a semicolon indicates that regardless of what you're going through now, there is more to come. This is not the end. And so I would probably get a semicolon. They would probably go on my wrist because I do like things that remind me. That's why I put the post-it notes up. I've mm-hmm. got coffee mugs that have scripture on them and that kind of thing. I'm visual that way. And so if I had them, they would be in a place I could see them. They It would not go on my back where somebody else could see it because it would be for me and not for them. <laughs> That's great. It's funny. I have a client who only puts tattoos places where she can't see them because she doesn't want to see them, but she wants to put it on there. So I love, I love how we all have our own little different things. Yeah. I have n- never considered that semicolon and that is really interesting. I love that. I love that. Cause it is, I mean, like when you're a writer, I mean, the power of a semicolon is real and it really does combine one end and then the other. The period means we're done. Yeah. Semicolon says, no, there's more to come. We're just, yeah, we're just pausing and then we're going to keep on going. I love that. Thank you. Cool. Okay. And then do you have a meaningful Bible verse that you would like to share with, with our listeners? Yeah, I've got two actually. The first one is 2 Corinthians 10:5 that says we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. But the other one that I would say is 1 Peter 5:8 that says be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And I think that really goes to this episode today because we do need to be sober minded. We do need to be on the watch. He's trying to see how many of us he can pick off and bring into his kingdom. And that's why meditation is so important because we've got to know what does God say? Mm-hmm. He knows where our weaknesses are. And so that's where he's going to attack us at our individual places of weaknesses. But if we meditate on God's then we are being sober and watchful. Yeah, that's great. That second Corinthians 10, five, I think uh, anyone who's ever read any of my own devotionals or part of my story, that is a huge, important verse to me uh, with my own walk and journey and, you know, body image issues and, and health and all of that kind of stuff. So it's, you know, that's one of the things that I love about scripture is it can just reach us in, in our own unique ways and how God knows that we need to hear that stuff. Um, this has been great. Thank you so much for shedding light on, um, on the meditation. I have to be super transparent here. I think I need to give some thought and prayer onto how I have been doing it. I know one thing I personally will do is kind of just focus on the, my breath. And because my mind tends to go, you know, all over the place, um, I'll just focus on a, a couple words. And so lately the one is, you know, breath of, breathing in and then life, which isn't like, I mean, I am, I am the breath of life, I think is, is from scripture, but it's not like, anyway, I guess it is scriptural, but it's, um, that's kind of been my go-to. Um, but it does make me want to kind of reassess and make sure that I'm, I'm filling my mind and my heart with God's word, uh, in the right way. And, and not, I don't, I don't want to invite anyone in who's not invited. So 
<laughs> not ending that mind. Uh, Dr. Michelle, how can people connect with you? I know, um, and I definitely want you to mention your own podcast because you've got some really great stuff there. They can find me at drmichelleb.com and there's tons of resources. My books are available on there and my podcast, which goes out every week on all the major podcast platforms is your hope-filled perspective where we really talk about real life issues, but from a biblically based hope-filled perspective. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so glad you were able to come. Oh, it's always fun. Let's do it again sometime. Real quick, I want to clarify that verse I was speaking about. The ladies who used to be in uh, my Bible study will confirm that I am just not the best about memorizing scripture. And this was very evident today. I kind of combined two different scriptures. So the scripture about breathing that I was referring to was from Genesis 2-7, when it said, Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. And I got that mixed up with Jesus's words on the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 6-5, when he said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. So there you go. Okay, so I hope you this has given you some tools and some resources to start your own meditation in baby steps, of course. Dr. Michelle has such a calm presence about her, and I just really enjoy our conversations. And remember, you can connect with her on our podcast, Your Hope-Filled Perspective, and through her books, The Hope Prevails, and Breaking Anxiety's Grip. And of course, Hope Prevails has that Bible study as well. Don't forget to check out the goodies over at gracedhealth.com slash resources. And if this show has been valuable to you, can you do me a favor by doing uh, one of two things? Two, if you're feeling really generous, but just one or two. Number one, could you share it with someone, either a friend via text, socials are always super appreciated, or can you provide a rating and review? Uh, This doesn't seem like a big deal, but the honest truth is it's very validating to a show and uh, those really help the algorithms and all of that kind of stuff. In every episode, I try to give you one simple thing to remember because we talk a lot and I just want you to be able to walk away with kind of a a shortened, condensed version. So the one simple thing to remember is meditation is not new age and actually has several scripture references that encourages it. Just pick a word or two from God's word or that he gives you and focus on that. And you can even borrow mine, which is breath of as I breathe in and life as I breathe out. So if you need one, grab that one and see how it works for you. Okay, that is all for today. Go out there and have a great day. 